Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be hearing music and interviews with two very talented singer-songwriters who live just up the road in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, the Buffalo Gals. Of course, I'll be making my weekly sojourn down to the vault for a visit with my old pal Mark Jones. And in the guest host segment, Brooks Blevins will continue his history of Dogpatch USA. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. You may recall one of our earlier shows where we featured an Arkansas neo-folk and Americana band called Sad Daddy. This week we'll hear from two singer-songwriters from that band. As a duo, Melissa Carper and Rebecca Paddock go by the name Buffalo Gals. Here are some of their original songs we recorded on our stage last summer. Game. 
Well, we actually had a band with the, we had a trio band with the banjo player first, at the banjo player of Sad Daddy, Joe Sundell. And uh, we were all living down in Austin, Texas. And uh, so, and then out of the trio, I guess we just started trying duo shows. Yeah, well, Joe, well, Joe moved back to Little Rock for a while. That's right. And then we were like, I what forget are we about do? that. That's yeah. We, <laughs> we tried to replace him and we couldn't, so then we were just we like, didn't, well, yeah, just be a duo. So yeah, more necessity being the mother of invention here. Yes. Pretty much. Plus, yeah, Melissa just like, always wanted to be the banjo player. Well, <laughs> in a band. I thought it, it would give me a good reason to start practicing my claw hammer banjo because I'd been dabbling in it here and there and and uh, had put it down for a year, at least a couple years. And I and since Rebecca's a fid fiddler, I knew the two instruments went well together. They so. do go well together, yeah, right? So. Like hot fudge and ice cream. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. band in high school and uh when i went to college in another town in wisconsin i joined a different bluegrass band and also was in like a jam hippie jam band um and then after that had a little stint in colorado and there was a ton of great musicians out there um moved to minneapolis and didn't play too much 
down there just one, about once a month or something. Then I moved to Austin and was was getting to play almost every day, if not if not more than once sure. a day yeah. down there. So, and then uh, met Melissa down there and Joe from Sad Daddy, and then we all moved back to Arkansas about five years after I moved down to Austin. At the Joe, Joe was trying Joe's to get from back. Arkansas, yeah, he's from yeah. Little That's Rock. Right. His That's family right. is that from that area, so. He kind of moved back once or twice, and he was back and forth. And then, and then uh, when when I, I was moving back, is he just decided to move back too? Which I, you know, we're really glad that he's here and we get gets to play with him. It's way, way past midnight Though it's still light on this side of the world Back in Texas, the stars are shining And the old coyotes have And my baby's fast asleep A-dreaming Yeah, we definitely do 
I think we don't do that many songs that that we do in Sad Daddy the same in the Buffalo Gals. But mm-hmm. yeah, we try to work out arrangements and and pick pick things. It's kind of nice because we live in the same place, so we can get get together and pra- practice um, more or like work on just one song, work on an arrangement. Where Sad Daddy, it's hard to get together and work work stuff up because we live in different places mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that can be difficult yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say it allows us to play maybe some more sweet pretty country-ish type songs uh with our duo or that's mm-hmm. we do a lot of that and kind of folky stuff too yeah Fall's coming on Where the leaves are changing hue Babe, I ain't saying that I won't miss you But Arkansas is calling me Taking my truck where I don't lock it up I'm heading to the DMV Getting Arkansas place, one of the prettiest states about half and half. Melissa probably usually always sings a little bit more because she's written a lot more songs and has ha, knows a lot more songs than I do. So she should get maybe a little bit bigger paycheck, but we just split it. We just split it. We pretend I sing half, but she probably sings like 65%. No, we, we do with, with uh, singing as a duo, we do get to like jump around on the harmony Mm -hmm. like if you if the melody lends itself to a a higher harmony or a lower harmony in certain parts of the song you can weave around it whereas if you're if it's more than one harmony singer you don't do that so much so that's kind of fun we do that and we do do a few duet songs where we swap verses um i think we're we're sort of stuck in the traditional harmonies where we do thirds or whatever is within the chord. Mm-hmm. But it'd be fun to try some more stuff like that. But yeah, I think for right now, we just kind of stick with 
what we've heard other people do on older recordings. Well, I'll tie my pants up for some string. You can take that belt that you gave me and all the other things that you bought, dear. I don't want them boots to remind me of the last winter you now see. Well, I'll just take this heartache and a shattered dream. Emergency closed our surgery Shut off my main artery Stop this feeling flowing through my being Take this heart inside of me Replace it with a steel machine And while I'm under, please erase these memories Well, no, I will not make believe Have these pictures, you and me With time, they may fade a shade or two Well, you can throw away that ring Pitch it far into the sea And while you're there, can you just drown this misery? Emergency closed our surgery Shut off my main artery Stop this feeling flowing through my being Take this heart inside of me Replace it with a steel machine And while I'm under, please erase these memories Time will not ease the pain Though I no longer have a trace Of anything you gave to me so dear Well, no, I never will be free Until this heart ceases to beat And I found you in that sweet eternal dream Emergency closed heart surgery Shut off my main artery Stop this feeling flowing through my being Take this heart inside of me Replace it with a steel machine And while I'm under, please erase these memories And while I'm under, please erase these memories Thank you. The Buffalo Gals from Eureka Springs, Arkansas. We heard Come Up and Meet Me, Take Me Away, Bedtime in Texas, Arkansas Plates, and Closed Heart Surgery. We'll hear more original songs from the Buffalo Gals later in the show. After this short break, let's head down to the vault for a visit with Mr. Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. It's been a week now since the last time I was down in the vault to visit with Mark Jones, so it's about time to head down there today. 
Hey, Mark. Hey, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you cleaned up here a little bit. I have. Yeah, I, yeah, I got tired of tripping on stuff. Yeah, you actually swept the floor, man. I did. Well, that's good. I'm glad you got the time to do that kind of thing. Well, I do. It, it just gets more than I can handle sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm always after you to come up with old, obscure songs from the past that have been recorded here at the Folk Center. Have you found anything for me this week? Dave, I have. It's a old tune called The Butcher's Boy. That's an old one, too. That's one of the child ballads from England. It is. Hundreds of years old. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, an old roommate of mine, Kenny Sims, who uh, was the photographer here for a long time, um, he's doing this, and it's on one of the nightly shows, and uh, I think he did a really good job. A multi-talented guy, Kenny Sims. He played the guitar and sang, and he also was a pretty darn good photographer. I remember he had the old-time studio here where you could uh, dress up like a, oh, a Civil War colonel or whatever, mountain man, and he'd take your picture. He did this old tin type. That's right. Would you like to hear it? I haven't heard the butcher's boy in years. Let's hear it. In London City, where I did dwell, the butcher's boy I love so well. He courted me my life away, but with me then he would not stay There is a strange girl in this town And with my true love sets him down He sets this strange girl on his knee And tells to her what he won't tell me it's Greek to me, and I'll tell you why. Because she has more gold than I. But gold will melt and silver fly. True hearted love will never die. I went upstairs to go. Nothing to my mother said, but mother said, You're acting strange. What is the trouble, daughter dear? Oh, mother dear, you need not know the pain of sorrow, grief, and woe. Give me a cheer and set me down With pen and ink to write words down Go dig my grave, both wide and deep Place marble at my head and feet And on my grave plant a white oak tree that he might mourn and weep for me Now when her father first came home Where is my girl? Where has she gone? He ran upstairs, the door he broke 
found her hanging from a rope. He took his knife and cut her down. And in her bosom, these words were found. A silly girl, am I, you know, to hang myself for the butcher's board. Yeah, that's Kenny, all right. Yep, and a good old song, too. It is. It's, yeah. uh, I really like it. Well, Mark, thank you so much. It's been fun to see you this week. Maybe I'll see you next week, huh? Good to see you, Dave. Come back any time. I'll do it. I always enjoy my visits with Mark. He's a good egg. Let's get back to some more music from the Buffalo Gals. Both of the gals sing and play guitar, and in addition, Melissa plays bass and Rebecca plays the fiddle. Here's another set of songs by the Buffalo Gals. we both really like like old country type stuff and then we it's funny because we both grew up doing cl classical music and going to school f for classical music a little bit um, when we were younger playing in orchestras and um, things like that but I I still like to listen to classical music and play classical music whereas I don't think Melissa enjoys listening to it that much or she never she never seeks it out now 
But um, I also would listen to some more like rock, rock and stuff, like even like some some Black Eyed Peas I was playing for Melissa or whatever, like just some more modern stuff sometimes to like work out to and stuff. Whereas Melissa just, she listens to old, old like Elvis and Hank Williams and Lead Belly old recordings all the time. I feel like I'm cheating on my old Chevy van. I found a new car. She's shining red, and it just doesn't feel right to have a wheel in my hand. It feels like I'm cheating. On my old Chevy van And there ain't much it seems Every stays the same And I miss cassette tapes And the old record plays And she's been my one true Old steady friend just can't give up on that old family van. music that Rebecca has introduced me to. <laughs> she does, in general, listen to more modern stuff, even the stuff that's root-based, and uh, some electronic music that we were listening to yeah. last night. We were, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I I don't know if you've ever heard Loretta Lynn's CD that she did with Jack White. No, no I'm familiar with but that. It's, but I, one of my friends played me that, and Melissa's a big Loretta Lynn fan, and she, she listened to all of her old recordings, but then at first she was like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. But then, like once she listened to it a couple times, she was like, hey, "Yeah, I was like the drums good. are too loud." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like she like a couple of days later, I'm like, "So are you like it was still playing in her car?" And I was like, "So are you liking this CD now?" And it she's like, grew "Every on song you. is so yeah, good." Absolutely. 
you probably wouldn't listen to what I listen to as much as I do over and over, I would say. Yeah, she well, will, like, leave a tape in for, like, a, a whole year, like, in her old car. <laughs> and I would just, like, turn it down. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's a sickness. And in a way, you're, then you can start writing a song that sounds like that, that old time period, if you immerse yourself in it. I feel like she has a, a sense of humor in a lot of her songs that is similar to John Prine. I know she listened to him growing yeah. up. I don't know if she like just has inherently that sense of humor with some of her songs or if that really influenced her songwriting, but I could compare a lot of her, especially her upbeat songs to the play on words and, and things like that. Like, and she kind of changes some words to rhyme and things like that in like a silly way, but to me, that's who I would compare Melissa to the most. But still, yeah, original, yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I love that <laughs> comparison. Yeah, I mean, I could only hope that some of my songs sound like something John Prine would write, but 
yeah, that's that's great. And I I did listen. I immersed myself in in a double John Prine tape for a long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was another set of original songs by Melissa Carper and Rebecca Paddock, the Buffalo Gals. We heard Road Trip, Old Chevy Van, I'm Gonna Go Where You Can't Find Me, and He Gimme the Cash. Let's take another short break. When we come back, folklorist and author Brooks Blevins will bring us the story of Dogpatch USA. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Dr. Brooks Blevins has taught history and folklore at several Ozark colleges and universities. Here's Brooks now. 
When you think of great places to go snow skiing, you probably never think of Arkansas, and for good reason. Even the coldest, most winter-prone sections of the state rarely get more than a dozen inches of snow in a year, and that usually melts off in less than a week's time. So, no, you need to go somewhere else to get your snow skiing fix. But, believe it or not, that wasn't always the case. In this final installment in our three-part series on the story of Dogpatch USA, we head back in the hills to find out just why in the Dickens people were snow skiing in Arkansas once upon a time, and just what that had to do with the demise of one of America's most unusual theme parks. The owner of Dogpatch USA, Little Rock businessman Jess P. Odom, was nothing if not ambitious. In addition to his Arkansas theme park, he claimed a bevy of other business interests, some small, some big. Among the latter was the development of a planned model city on the outskirts of Little Rock, the town of Maumel. A 14,000-acre outdoor resort in the rugged Ozarks, not far from Dogpatch. And a history-themed amusement park in Florida called Marco Polo Park. By far his boldest, or craziest, investment was Marble Falls Estates. Promoted as Arkansas's first winter sports resort and constructed across the road from Dogpatch USA, Marble Falls satisfied Odom's desire to make his Ozark vacation land a year-round destination for tourists. And he didn't just ease into the winter sports thing. He rushed in headlong. Marble Falls boasted three ski slopes, a three-story alpine lodge, several chalets, an indoor skating rink, an antique automobile museum, and a 17,000-square-foot convention center and hotel. As you would expect of something as offbeat as a ski resort in the old Confederacy, Marble Falls generated a ton of publicity when it opened for business a few days after Christmas in 1972. To keep the slopes nice and white, Marble Falls had to import snow cannons. The snow cannons used electricity at a phenomenal rate, as did keeping the skating rink frozen. In fact, everything associated with Marble Falls hemorrhaged money, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth, if not millions, during the less than five years that the resort was in operation. Even though Dogpatch USA was moderately profitable during these same years, the catastrophe that was Marble Falls and Odom's other missteps became an anchor dragging the theme park toward insolvency. Both Marco Polo Park and Odom's Ozark Mountain Outdoor Resort went belly up too, Adding insult to injury, just a few weeks after Marble Falls shut down, Al Cap retired, and the last installment of Little Abner ran in funny pages on November 13, 1977. Cap's retirement did not have an immediate impact on the popularity of Dogpatch USA, but the gradual loss of cultural relevance in the coming years affected the bottom line. No matter how popular they'd once been, Little Abner and his dogpatch neighbors were now part of the dustbin of pop cultural history, and that boded ill for the theme park's future. In the following years, high gas prices and a record-setting heat wave took a toll on attendance, prompting Odom to try, unsuccessfully, to sell out to an investment group looking to convert Dogpatch into a Christian theme park called God's Patch. By the end of the 1980s season, Odom was some $3.5 million in debt to a Memphis bank. The bank foreclosed, resulting in the auctioning of Marble Falls at the Newton County Courthouse. Dogpatch USA was also scheduled for auction, but at the last minute, a group of local investors bought the park. No longer burdened by Marble Falls, the new investors nevertheless faced the ever-present challenge of the park's isolated location 
and the growing reality of the comic strip characters' declining popularity. So they adopted a new strategy in the early 80s, relying on special event weekends and celebrity guests to click the turnstiles. Past their prime rock groups like Three Dog Night and Steppenwolf were featured in concert, as were up-and-coming country performers like Reba McIntyre. Soap opera stars, professional wrestlers, and other celebrities helped the park turn a modest profit throughout much of the 80s. Before the 1986 season, the park sold for a final time to Melvin Bell, a South Arkansas businessman who made a fortune cleaning up hazardous waste but caught a hankering for owning amusement parks. When the stock market crashed in October of 1987, Bell's portfolio turned toxic. His business never recovered, and Dogpatch USA, by now an aging park in need of expensive upkeep and relying on outdated comic strip characters, didn't either. The theme park limped along on life support, severing its ties with the Alcap estate and the Little Abner characters in 1991 in order to save money. But it was all for naught, and Dogpatch USA closed for good at the end of the 1993 season. In the years since, the old park has changed hands several times, each new owner resurrecting rumors of an impending reopening. Dogpatch USA's Scooby-Doo charm has attracted trespassers and thrill-seekers, photographers and filmmakers. Those who visited as kids, and especially the hundreds who once worked summer jobs at Dogpatch USA, remember the quirky remote park with fondness. Looking back from the perspective of half a century, from a world that is hyper-vigilant when it comes to not offending anyone or any group, it seems almost surreal that a park founded on hillbilly stereotypes existed so recently in the Ozarks. Perhaps even more surreal that almost no one took offense. That's probably because Ozarkers made the park their own, no matter who actually owned the place. They co-opted the negative stereotype and made the hillbilly a point of pride. Snow skiing in the Ozarks? Definitely not. Hillbilly country? Maybe, as long as the people back in the hills get to call the shots. Thanks, Brooks. I have to admit that not too many years ago, I passed by the Dogpatch theme park, which had been abandoned for many years. I jumped the fence and gave myself a tour of the park, now overgrown and falling to ruin. A pretty spooky place, as you can imagine. Now let's get back to a couple more songs from the Buffalo Gals.
I really like Melissa's song, Chevy Van. That's about her old car. And it's kind of, it's really a sad song if you like the melody and everything, but it's sort of funny too. It's kind of like when she sold her car, she like felt like she was cheating on it with, an, with her new car. But it's really like more deep than that. Like, cause it was like her, her family's car before, like when she was, or like, so like, so it has like a lot more meaning to it than that, but that's my favorite song that we do, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to doing that one tonight. And, uh, and uh, since we're gonna be in such a beautiful, wonderful sounding theater, um, I'm, I'm excited to do uh, your song, Come Up and Meet Me, because I think it's gonna sound really pretty in here. And it's, it's uh, uh, got sort of a, a little acapella section where we're harmonizing together and I've I've really been liking that one these days I pulled up about midnight can I read some hell gonna dance all night I had to leave just past three I could hear that man come in to take me slipping out the back I began to in the field when he fired his gun Flashing lights it up the sky Bum but pounding hard I heard the sirens cry Oh, he ain't gonna take me in that ball and chain Weigh me down Cold iron bars would break my wings He ain't gonna take me in 
on the Delta down. Down the boulevard to the biggest house, the sound of broken glass and all as quiet as a mouse. Sparkling diamond, shiny gold, a new set of keys, and I hit the road. I find a dark highway on a dusty night, but it wouldn't let me go without a fight. Oh, he ain't gotta break me in that ball and chain away me down. Cold iron bars would break my wings. He ain't gonna take me in. Now he's having sliding up my I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do Cause he'll outrun me every time I need to find a way across the borderline I slam the brakes and I ditch my wheels He can't win when there's gravel at my heels At the Russian waters I jumped and he can't find me now He ain't never gonna win I said he ain't gonna take me I remember you asked this question to yeah. all of Sad Daddy. So I've had a year to think about <laughs> the answer. Uh, it's a, to me, it's a really super broad category. It is. So I do consider our stuff absolutely folk music, but I guess when I think of what folk music is, I think of more of like Woody Guthrie and, and a certain sound, so I don't know, but... I think to to get more specific with what we play, we would wouldn't call it folk exactly. I'd say. Oh, it. really? To get more specific, like oh, to okay. me, it has more elements of. Or I would just throw like three or four, four ones in there, like country, old time, uh, folk, and and yeah. I don't know, just to just because there's a lot of different genres influencing what we write. And, yeah. I'm packing up my picket, leaving town, leaving town. Packing up my picket, Arkansas bound, Arkansas bound. I'm leaving this city, Arkansas bound, Arkansas bound. I'm leaving this city, Arkansas bound, Arkansas bound. Slower as you whine, as you whine through the 
Springs, Arkansas musicians Melissa Carper and Rebecca Paddock, known as the Buffalo Gals. In that short set, they played Hold On to Abilene, Ain't Gonna Take Me In, and Arkansas Bound. That's about it for this week's show. You can find out more about us and listen to past shows by clicking on OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. For all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, this is Dave Smith. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.